Ladies and gentlemen, can I have your attention? Golf season is back, and Liquid IV's got you covered. It's that time of year, and planning for faster, efficient hydration is essential. Liquid IV has you covered while you prep before, power through to the back nine, and recover after the round. Brad, what do you love about Liquid IV? The packaging is very convenient, especially for us golfers out there. You throw one stick in your bag with some water, mix it up. It makes you feel good, tastes good. It's got great flavors, lemon, lime, personal favorite, tropical punch, watermelon, strawberry, and the list goes on and on. And one stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. With 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting that all contain five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. With three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks made with premium ingredients that are all non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Not only that, to date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. You're going to get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use our personal code CARTDRINKS at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code CARTDRINKS at liquidiv.com. Gotta get dip. Gotta get dip. Gotta get dip, 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 dip. Boom, boom, boom. Gotta get 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 dip. Boom, boom, boom. That boom, boom, boom. That boom, boom, boom. Car drinks episode number 38. We are officially rolling in the virtual studio once again. We have Jake here. Along with myself, the two-man crew, Max is somewhere out there. I don't know. He said he was in Dallas, possibly coming back from Florida. Who knows? But um, he should be back next week. Hopefully, we miss you, buddy. Jake, good evening. How are we doing? Doing good. Doing good. Excited to be back again. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say that every episode until we stop this, which it's never gonna stop. But I'm excited to be back. Happy to be here. Episode 38, I, w- I thought Brad was going to say 39 again by accident, but he didn't. Um, now I picture Max being stuck in the airport like Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. So, um, but yeah, no, let's get it rolling. What was the movie he was stuck in the airport? Was it Tom Hanks? The Terminal. Terminal, oh, yeah. It was a good movie, actually. <laughs> it was actually a pretty good movie. I've never seen it, but I've heard about it. It's on Netflix. It's worth a watch. Is it? Yeah, it's like he he's here. I don't. He comes to the United States on like a connecting flight to get some kind of autograph for his dad from a frame, famous jazz player, and I forget what country he's in. But the country that he's in ends up going to war with their bordering country while he's here. So now he he can't fly back, but he's not a U.S. citizen. So border patrol makes him live in the airport until the war Jeez. ends. It's. It's a good one. Yeah, I need to check that out. It's uh, it's actually it's like a it's kind of like a romantic comedy. He ends up falling in love with a stewardess, but uh, it's kind of cool. Op- options, options are limited, huh? Yeah, I was gonna say beggars can't be chooser <laughs> in the terminal, huh? What stays in the airport stays in the airport. Um, but no, it's a, it's one of those movies where it's it's a it's cool because it's just creative and it takes place in the same spot and you watch what he does to survive in an airport. And, uh, yeah, no, it's worth a watch. Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't even know. I, Max told me, but I forgot last week he was going, so he missed. And then, uh, yeah, let us know that there were some issues with the flights, the connecting flights, and I I don't know if they're home yet or what, but hopefully we'll see him on next time. Try to get a guest, but people are busy, man, which is, which is no problem, but trying to get some other uh, outsider opinions and uh, a live guest picked here for the uh, the next tournaments coming up. So if you're interested in, be- in being a guest on Car Drinks, you can always DM us on Instagram. More than happy to consider it. I'm not going to say it's a done deal, but we'll review it and discuss and then make a judgment and let you know. And that, that DM isn't directed towards those those scammers that always DM us to promote our stuff on their page so that's not an open invite it's people who are actually interested in the podcast please i wouldn't mind one of those guys on here though like a tell-all interview with them why you try to scare people (laughs) we could set it up like chris hansen so what were you gonna do here today with my social security (laughs) number it's so funny because when we first started out, we got those messages and we're like, oh my gosh, it might actually be real. And we went back and forth with somebody for like a, like three days, like asking. <laughs> I kept telling him, I'm going yeah, to discuss, I'm going to discuss that offer with my business partner. We'll get back to you. Oh, we like, thought oh, we made it. Send it. <laughs> I thought we made it already. Well, those pages look official too. Cause like the ones that they tag are actually, they have stuff on them. And it looks like really, it looks really good. But you know, if you, as soon as you send them money, they're immediately gone. They're gone right after they comment too. It's the, like the, yeah, the accounts deleted. The names like user one six seven eight nine ten. It's <laughs> on golf on golf underscore world. It's always like a weird name. It's like an exotic name too. If they ever throw one in, it's always like Fritz eight seven five three six, and then it's an Indian yeah. guy. It's yeah. the. <laughs> It's like the most unrealistic name if they're trying to get someone to like give them money. You think they just get, make up a name like Henry Mason or something? Brad Jones. That's easy. Like it's simple. Like, yeah. But actually, no, they matter, are... matter of fact, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't name, know. Huh? You think they would get more creative at this point? Stop using uh, very exotic names and uh, I mean, post people... <laughs> post more than one profile picture. It's always their account too. You can tell it's fake because you go to it. And it's like, yeah, we love. It says like love golf outdoors, and it's like a picture of a pair of shoes or something. I still love that one guy that DM'd us, and he was like, "It would be great honor if you followed my page." And it was a real guy. We, we responded back with like, "Oh yeah, you want us to follow you, but we didn't get a follow from you, huh?" <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, I just followed you." Like oh okay thanks didn't never never responded to follow <laughs> followed him back. <laughs> he wants us to follow his follow his page, and the next thing you know, we're getting messages about cryptocurrency and things like that. That was during the crypto boom. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy game out there. You gotta you gotta watch your back. I always get those for work. Like when I post my ads, I'll get mm-hmm. like. It'll be a request, like, oh, we'd love to design a logo for you. And I'll get them from three different people who are designing the same things. And it's like caricature art, though. So it it would be, I and mean, I look at the photos yeah. that they do. It's like, 
normal people, but they make their foreheads eight times too big and their teeth are like <laughs> hanging out of their mouth. <laughs> and one guy, and this guy messaged me and he's like, I'd love to, uh, you know, collab with you, get you, you know, help you make some logos and stuff. And I was like, all right, great. Um, what's the cost? Kept, kept deflecting the question, kept deflecting the question. And I was like, I'm not going to pay for this anyway, but I'm going to see how long this goes. So finally, after a while, I just told the guy, I'm like, all right, what's the cost? I'll give you what you want. Tries to tell me the cost. And I was like, nah, I'll just take it for free. And then he immediately blocked me <laughs> and unfollowed me. <laughs> yeah, the, those scammers, they can be fun too. Especially the scam calls that come, <laughs> come through. We got quite a few stories with those, don't we? <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. I, I don't get those people because they want to make money. And then like you actually go along with what they're saying. But then like it'll be going good. And eventually they'll just hang up on you. It's like how, what, what set them off? Just talk to them normally. <laughs> well, I think they hope that they call so many people that they get. And no offense to people that are this way that they just get a hold of somebody who's very open and just gives them everything immediately. Um, so stupid people, but, uh, yeah, I think that's what the goal is. So when they have too many people asking questions, they, they probably panic and hang up. Yeah. I've got some, I got a text message one time from somebody about like car insurance rates and I sent them like the wrong information on purpose. But it turned out not being a scam call. Some, I feel kind of bad because it was like this, this this girl calling me from a farmer's insurance agency somewhere in Michigan. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> looked, up, looked up the agency. I'm like, oh, shit. This is actually a real person. I feel so bad. <laughs> shit, this is real. You know, this, this picturing some kind of intern trying to make their first sale and like actually someone responds, getting excited and then immediately getting hung up on. <laughs> In a way, I kind of feel bad now. <laughs> well, remember that time we had that guy on the phone <laughs> and he was talking with an accent and we kept him on forever. And then he <laughs> yeah, was in your garage going to, we were going to golf was in your garage. And finally he, you said something and he snapped at the end and he went from having an accent to straight English going, blow it out your ass, bro. <laughs> That was probably one of the best ones that we've ever been a part of. <laughs> I remember that day too, because we were like we were loading up in my garage. You're like, oh, oh, I'm getting one of those calls. And we got excited and you got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was really a turn for the I don't know, not the worst, but he was <laughs> it was like a perfect accent too, and then all of a sudden just just straight to it, like a, a regular English accent. You blow it out your ass. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He like mimicked your voice too. He like did the deep voice. He had an accent the whole time, and then finally, you said, "I think," I don't remember what you said, but it was finally he just snapped. He's like, "Blow it out your ass, bro!" And he just he hangs up some kiss, kiss my ass, and he goes, "Blow it out your ass!" And hangs. Do you remember that other one we had? And that girl called me. Me and you were driving to Maple Lane that time too, and I think it was the same day because they called your. They called my phone, and then called your phone. We're like, we got really excited again because it was the same. It was another call on the way to the course. <laughs> she, finally, at the end, she said, she, did she say she was going to find my family and kill me or she hopes we all die in a car crash? I can't remember, but it was, she, like got, that, yeah. she had like that like satanic voice. 
like, I'm going to kill your whole family. Like something weird like that. Like making those weird noises. Yeah, she cackled like, at like the end. Like exorcism. <laughs> like Joe Oster cackle at the end. It's like the one video of that preacher. And he's like speaking in tongues. He's like, <laughs> and then they show the other guy. Remember the other guy, other guy sprinting? He's like sprinting. <laughs> Can you imagine going to one of those? One of the best is the one in Borat too. When he's he's at the he's at the church and they're, they're trying to like cleanse him and he starts speaking in tongues. So he's like, la 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 la. He's like, I will, I will go to California with my new friend Jesus, and I will get Pamela back. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> I forgot about that. I can't. How can you? I don't understand how he could keep a straight face like that and like act that out the whole time. It's like funny that would be the hands down one of the best movies ever made. When he walks into the hotel and he's like, "What's up, Vanilla Face?" When he's talking to the guy at the front counter, he's like, "Me and my, me and my homie Azamat are looking for a crib to crash at. Just a couple of pimps, no hoes." That's what he's <laughs> back to the. <laughs> The church, and he's like, "Does Jesus love my neighbor?" It was like, "Bakhtai." He's like, "He's like, yes, like, he loves your neighbor." He's like, "Nobody loves my neighbor." <laughs> they all start laughing too. They <laughs> he and the other part of that movie too is every time he introduces his friend, it's always his full name. It's my friend Azamad Bagadov every single time. <laughs> I gotta watch that again. <laughs> oh man, that's a movie that that cannot be made today. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, it's like to me, it's like the Jackass movies. Like when you get actors that do those, where a lot of it's actually real. You can only do that so many times before people start to recognize you. So oh it's like, yeah, you gotta execute on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm saying from like a. Like what they do and say in it too, like, so much different than when they first made it. Oh, there's no way they could do that. No, no, not at all. It'll never, <laughs> never be made again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you come up with like how someone comes up with that as like a movie idea. Yeah, I'm gonna came with this character named Bo Reddy from Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan <laughs> trying to find Pam Anderson. <laughs> He's banned. For, yeah, how do you even like going to the like the the concept board to the like, pitch to producers? All right, so I got an idea for a movie. My character is gonna be <laughs> Borat Sagdiev. <laughs> that guy's British too, in real life. So you know, yeah. <laughs> he's from Kazakhstan, and um, yeah, he's gonna travel to the U.S as an ambassador for the country, but he's going to end up falling in love with Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Remember his son's name is Huey Lewis. <laughs> yeah. 
he got he got banned from Kazakhstan. He's not allowed to go there. Really? Yeah, he's not allowed. After that movie, they said that he made the country look so bad they will not allow him into the country. <laughs> Even the opening scene when he's leaving the village, he's like, and this is ki- kindergarten, and they show the school ground, and like there's kids with AK forty seven. He gets in the car and it looks like they're about to drive to the airport, but it's a car that's hooked up to two horses, remember? And it's like pulling. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a kid driving the car, too. (laughs) Oh, it's all all time 2000s movie right there. Oh, my gosh. It's up there. It's it's tight with the Will Ferrell movies. Yeah, we can go on about movies all day. When we get back to a little bit of golf on the podcast, huh? We'll rein it in. We'll rein it in. Whoa, Nelly. RBC, Heritage, beautiful Hilton Head. Initial thoughts? I, I mean, <clears throat> I didn't get to see the whole tournament. I saw a majority of the last two rounds. I was upset, obviously, because Victor Hovland started off hot. That was my pick, and uh, he fell apart. But all in all, I actually thought it was a really good tournament. I thought it was really competitive. And how about that finish, huh? Yeah, that was incredible. That's really the only part that I saw was the ending. I had a, I mean, my, my weekend was busy as hell. I had coached the longest doubleheader of my life on Saturday. Started at 11, didn't get back till like 5.30. The long God, sucked. Yeah, the two two longest baseball games I've ever been a part of. But I watched uh I watched a little bit when I got home Sunday from golf league. And then I did rewatch the ending because I didn't see it. But um yes, Spieth had like what two or three chances to put it away. He barely missed I think on eighteen, which I don't know how that doesn't like uh, the break on that right at the end was just devastating. I can't. I couldn't believe it. And then he missed again on the the first playoff. So sucks for him. Sucks for Max too because that was his pick. That would have been a big three points. Although he did get two and uh, put himself right back in the running. We have a uh, three way tie. Three way tie for first. Is that correct? Yes. Three-way tie for first, and then the then Max is coming in, bringing up the rear, down one only. It's a tight race in the pick, in the point standings. You want to run through the points real quick? Yes, give me one second. <clears throat> I apologize, that's my fault. I didn't have it pulled up, but we are. While you're looking right. at that, while you're looking at that, if you did watch, uh, you know. But Matthew Fitzpatrick takes the cake here. Um. I feel like it's his first win in a long time, and we touched on it on the uh, full swing recap a couple a couple episodes ago. But yeah, he um, he made a run and took advantage of Spice mishaps. So, congrats to the the Englishman Matthew Fitzpatrick, the guy who documents every single shot that he takes ever in his life. But the what do you got for points? All right, so actually, Brad, um, you're you're gonna still be in first. So it's twelve. Really? 
Yes. Hmm. It's 12 to 11 to 11 between me and the guest. And then Max is at 10 now. That's my fault. I misspoke. Sorry. No, I didn't add my points. All right. We're good. So yeah, 12, 11, 11, 10. See, it's good that I'm honest. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, Me, 12, you, 11, guest, 11, and Max at 10. But there's a lot of golf to be played and a couple majors coming up, too, for double points. So this is a a tight race, man. Last year was a blowout. I know we didn't really officially keep score on it, and uh, there was some... There's a little bit of controversy, but we have all the uh, the paper trail, and <laughs> and yeah, we're gonna get 2023 winner. Not sure what the prize is, but um, I guess it's pride at this point. Picking for pride, that's what we can call it. That's what this podcast is made of. Pride. <laughs> pride comes before the fall. Just ask yeah. Mark D'Antonio. Yeah, every single time. It was a hell of a fall. <laughs> Yeah, so we had the RBC. It was a beautiful weekend down there. South Carolina is always beautiful. Love going down there, Myrtle Beach. It's a beautiful course. Yeah, I think I... I want to say I looked up around there, and it's obviously very expensive, but it'd be kind of cool to go down there one time because I know that's there's, there's obviously the... I think it's the ocean right there. But people bring their boats in, and they sit there. You know, that'd be kind of fun to watch. Watch a round of golf and just hanging on the boat all day, even though I mean you'd be pretty far away, but still just hanging out by the golf course be pretty sweet. <laughs> How about that jet? The jacket though that they win. We talked about it last time too. Uh, I think it beats the Masters jacket by a mile. Dude, the start. <laughs> even the the starters dress up in that outfit. We posted a picture about it. That's a it's a it's just a phenomenal outfit by the starters at uh, RBC. Well, you stand out. It looks sharp too. I like the plaid, and then the hat he had, had on too. Uh, really added yeah. a nice compliment to his whole outfit. Oh, absolutely! That's those guys live for that day. I feel like that's something that people at Bronner's would wear, <laughs> like the workers. Honestly, if I worked there, I would. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that got Christmas written all over it. Yeah, I won't go there. Yeah, I think, man, Bronner's is one of those places where you go, like, you know, as a kid, it's kind of cool, but, like, once you get older and been there a few times, it's just too much, especially especially on a weekend. Maybe if you go during a weekday, you just want to walk around and see some Christmas stuff. Man, if you go anywhere from, like, late October into December and you're at Bronner's on a weekend... Or just Frankenmuth in general. And just don't don't ask me. <laughs> don't. Do yourself a favor and don't. Just don't do it. Oh, it's, there's so many people. There's, there's they got to be over capacity. Like the fire marshal's got to be in there, like shoving people out. I can't. I oh, I won't do it. I won't go back. Man, I was in. Oh, it was like it was like wall to wall people the last time I was in there. It's like picture something happening and people have to get out of there getting trampled everywhere. Glass oh, breaking from all the ornaments. 
gives me anxiety. I sit in the room up front and try and watch a Lions game while everyone else shops. <laughs> that's every, that's every, like every guy is just sitting up there, falling asleep. It's like 7 o'clock, shopping all day. Probably just had a big chicken dinner. Yeah, it's not. It's, it doesn't not sound fun to me. It's yeah, uh, if, there's, if, 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 if you have any reason. Mask. <laughs> <laughs> probably just say, you probably don't have a reason to go, but I would, you know, we we'd advise us to avoid Bronners at all costs, unless you go like during the week. But either way, probably wouldn't even go. Yeah, but still, don't go. That, yeah, that, but Christmas is so Christmas is so nice though. Yeah, but I can Christmas here. I don't got a Christmas there. That's it's true. It's 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 fun when you're a kid, but when you're when you're past an adult. I think it's, it's, I mean, I guess an adult male just because I hate shopping in general. <laughs> but imagine, imagine the mall at Christmas time with how busy it is, which I like walking the mall at Christmas time, but put everybody in the mall in one tight room. It's so easy to get lost too. It's too just many one sections. big circle. It's just, yeah, it's too many sections. It's like one big circle. There's like five entrances. Yeah, it's, it's just, just do yourself a favor and don't. I didn't even know that there was that many options for Christmas decorations. I thought it was just a couple brands, but then you go in there, there's like 4,500 different Christmas villages, which those those <laughs> are honestly the coolest things to me. I always like looking at those, but other than that, like or, ornaments galore, anything you want, you can get. Yeah. Man, actually sounds like I'm pitching it as a marketing ploy, but no, I'm not. It's it's too much. Use code car drinks for twenty percent off at Bronner's. <laughs> <laughs> actually don't. You can try it, maybe. We'll try to work with them. We might have just wrecked sponsorship by telling everyone not to go there. We could do our uh we could do our Christmas pod live from Bronner's one day. Oh my! Can you imagine setting up a table in the middle of there? There's people walking around us. <laughs> Cartrinks ornaments. Ooh, Cartrinks Christmas collection. Ooh, that's ornaments, a good idea. Christmas villages, figurines, Santa Claus. That actually, that's actually a good idea. Santa hats. Oh, a whole section Bronner's. Jimmy Buffett's got a Christmas village in there. It's always like Santa on the beach. Imagine if we made a card drinks village. Yeah, exactly. If we if that happens and it does it, we'll take everything back. Um, everything bad that we said about Bronner, we'll take it back. All right. That's a pitch out there, all you uh, figurine companies, even Bronner's yourself. If you guys let us make a village this year, um, we'll promote <laughs> the shit out of you guys. I'm gonna uh, laugh when it actually happens. They actually respond and let us do it. Somehow, somehow that's that's the big break for us is signing signing with Bronner's like an NIL deal or something. An NIL deal, <laughs> qualifying for a tournament. You're showing up with a bag with <laughs> decorations on it, <laughs> a Santa hat to golf in. This guy's in a Santa suit as your caddy. <laughs> He's got like he's got like two little kids like elves walking with him. Walking with him. <laughs> Throwing candy canes I mean, at people. The way it's going, I wouldn't even like 
think twice about someone getting an NIL deal from Bronner's like a, I don't know, somebody from uh, Frankenmuth like breaking out as like a huge golfer. Zender's chicken. They get they get signed by, <laughs> get signed by, get a big Bronner's logo on their bag and a hat. <laughs> Always wearing green and red. Unlimited lifetime supply of ornaments. Yeah, it's like Greta Van Greta Van Fleet, the band. It's the only only thing uh, besides the uh, the chicken to come out of out of Frankenmuth. They came from Frankenmuth. Yeah, they're from Frankenmuth. You didn't know that. No, I well, I knew they were from Michigan. I didn't know they were from Frankenmuth, though. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. They see Bronner's ran them out of town, and they started making music <laughs> to rebel. So see what happens. Yeah, they're not bad. I actually like them. I just don't listen to them as often as I as I should. People just people give them a bad rap because they're they say that oh they're just the Led Zeppelin wannabe. But well, he does sound a lot like. I mean, they do sound a lot like Led Zeppelin. I'm not saying they're wannabes, but it's to me, it's actually cool how close they actually sound. I don't know. I like them. It's different. It's not like there hasn't been anything like Led Zeppelin until now, but like some of their stuff's pretty nice. Like, like the Highway Tune and Safari Song. It's like they're older. One of their first albums. See, I never really listened to them. I know. I mean, I've I've heard their songs, but see, I'm 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 controversial though because I'm not a giant Led Zeppelin fan, so I know it. Yeah, that's weird, man. I don't I really just, don't like Led Zeppelin. It's not that I don't like them. I actually like a lot of their. I do like some of their songs. I just I do think they're a little overrated. I think they take the spotlight away from a lot of other good bands of that era for music that is kind of the same. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like the, uh, okay. And it's not even just them, but for that era, a lot of songs were really good. And then out of nowhere, they had a 15 minute guitar solo that did not match the rest of the song or like, what's that? I don't even know what the name of the song is by Led Zeppelin, but it goes into that weird tangent where they're Stairway like, Stairway to heaven. Well, I like Stairway to heaven. That's not bad. Which Two. Which one? I don't is remember. Is it a song whole it lot is. of love? It's, I think it's a whole lot of love. Yeah, it sounds like they're dropping like, silverware like, ah, down the ah, stairs. Ah, yeah, it's like ah, it, ru- it ruined the whole song because it's a good song too. But that, yeah, that that ruins it for me. Great guitar, man. Yeah, it's got great guitar riffs, but when you throw in a forty-five minute solo, that sounds like a jam printer. I don't want to listen to it anymore. Shake for me, yeah. I like the ocean. I don't think I've ever heard that one. Bow, 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 bow. Bow, 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I, I know that one. Great, great, great guitar. Just too much uh, too much bullshit yeah. in between. I like that one in Ramble On. Ramble On. Ramble On. Black Dog. Singing my song. Yeah, that's a good one, too. I don't know. Good music. I won't deny that. Just cut out the bullshit solos. <laughs> like, love, 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 love. Well, it's like, what's that song? Steppenwolf. Uh, oh, what's the name of the song? Um, it's it's massively famous song. It's big with NASCAR. Why can't I remember it? Magic Carpet Ride. 
Oh, yeah. Great song, but then it's got that guitar solo in the middle of it that's like eight hours long. And it's like it's like watching commercials on TV. It's like, can we get back to the show now? I always hear that. Like, I see that song, but I can never me- like remember what it sounds like. Oh, yeah, yeah. That w- Wasn't that in Austin Powers? Yeah, or it might. Yeah, I thought so. I that's where I remember it from. You don't know what but we blah, can blah, blah. find. Why don't you take a <laughs> ride with me, little girl, on a magic carpet ride? Uh. And then they have, and then it goes from that to like a, a twenty minute guitar solo. It's just like yeah. repeating. You lost me, Steppenwolf. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll do a music podcast sometime. We've talked about it before. I'd be, I'd, I'd be all for it. We need someone. I would, if we, if I would do it, but I mean, I don't want to produce it. Or I'll do it. it. <laughs> I'll do it. Well, if you set it up and get me on and set all the send all the links out, I'll hop on and talk about it and then be done. We'll do. Uh, I'm not. I'm not doing anything as far as editing. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday music chat. Good. We can even just do it through this. Cartrings music. It's we new, could. It's our next branch. Start signing bands. Cartoons. There you go. It's done. Maybe we'll find the next Elvis or something. <laughs> find the next uh the next colonel. <laughs> My boy. <laughs> that was another thing I thought of the other day randomly going off topic again, but I like I like that Elvis movie and I'm like bigger into Elvis than I ever imagined I would be. Like I always liked his some of his songs, but then like after seeing that Realizing how big he actually was, and how how good he could have been if he didn't have all that shit going on. But the way that the way that actual movie was with the CGI, I kind of turned me off a little bit to it. It was. I uh, wish it was. Go ahead, my bad. I just like it was like a Great Gatsby type movie with all the, the CGI, but I I guess I was expecting more of like a. Like the Johnny Cash movie, Walk the Line. I wish they would do one like that. That's exactly what I was hoping for. Um, like the yeah. I, I think the guy that played Elvis did a great job, and I don't. Yeah, he was really good. I hate Tom Hanks in that movie, but that make, <laughs> that tells me that he did a good job acting. Um, so he did a great job. I agree with you. I wish they would have taken the Johnny Cash route because as soon as you get into the CGI and then. You're shooting an Elvis movie, but like some of the cutscenes was like a Nicki Minaj song. Yeah, like, this doesn't yeah, even fit the movie, right? No, you're just you're you're ruining. I I think they ruined it. The more I've watched it, the more I've started to get annoyed of it. More, it was a good movie when it comes down to singing and his portrayal of Elvis, but all the other bullshit they added in, I thought, kind of ruined it for me. Yeah, I mean, I liked how they. I liked it in Great Gatsby how they did it because it was like that wasn't actually a real movie. But then, yeah, when they did it for Elvis like that, I was like, man, I don't know. I wish it would have been more like realistic, I guess. Don't don't mess with the king. Just trying to cut corners with the money, huh? Can't shoot a real movie. Well, they had to add all that other They had to add, add pop, pop culture in there to supplement the income. 
Nicki Minaj does not belong in an Elvis movie. I'm sorry. There's two different eras of music. Do not mix them. Was it Nicki Minaj or Doja Cat? Same thing. Yeah, they're pretty much the same. Well, they all all are now. (laughs) All right, getting back to the golf. Next. (laughs) Next event. What are we just going? We just went on like a 20 minute rant about Bronner's and then somehow got on Elvis. It's open open floor tonight. Yeah, you know, it actually is because not much going on besides the Zurich team, uh, Zurich Classic, the team event, which is the next one on uh, on the docket for the PGA. This is a different type of format. Uh, two golfers pair up on a team, and then they do... Uh, first, The first and third rounds are played with best ball scoring, and the second and fourth rounds are played with alternate shot or at alternate shot so best ball should we explain it for those that don't know golf i think everybody listens this knows golf yeah i mean you're well, i don't you're know just... best ball is you both both players hit and you pick the best ball which is why it's called best ball and then you hit the next one an alternate is one guy hits and you have to play that one and the next guy hits the next shot, and so on and so forth. So pretty simple. Uh, I know a lot of golfers know how that works. So um, team list is here. You have it. Do you have uh, you have a pick for this one? This is a tough one. I do. I mean, I'm torn between a couple of people. Um, I'm going to go with Colin Moore. What? Never mind. Go ahead. I was going to go with Colin Morikawa and Max Homa. All right. There you go. I was just going to say we are going to count these for the points, right? Yeah, Yeah, we can. Yeah, why not? Cool. So we'll do the same format. It's just a team team event. You got the Morikawa-Homa combo, and we'll get Max's pick. We'll get a guest pick, but for me, and also the note, we're not burning guys when we pick these, so it's kind of a free-for-all. There's a lot of good matchups. There are a lot of good teams here. I don't know. I know what my heart wants, but the smart play would be something else, in my opinion. It's John Daly. No, 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 no. I'm going to go. You know what? I don't care. I'm going to pick the Kim and Kim duo here. Siwoo Kim and Tom Kim. And they're going to take it all this weekend at the Zurich. Going with the Kims. I mean, you all know how much I like Tom Kim. Siwoo ain't bad either. They both have the same last name, both great golfers. And they're going to compliment each other on the course this weekend. So that's my pick. That's down in uh, New Orleans, by the way. TPC, Louisiana. Is it in, I think it is in New New Orleans. Or yep. for those people who, who live in New Orleans, what do they say? No, Nolans? Nolans. No, Nolans. 
the Louisiana Bourbon Bowl. <laughs> yeah, New Orleans. Art. Remember when Bobby Boucher came back at halftime and took one the bug dogs to the Bourbon Bowl? <laughs> He's like stuttering his way through it. <laughs> right, we should do our best impression of Bobby Boucher in that scene. <clears throat> Remember when Bobby Boucher came back at halftime and took the took the Bulldogs to the Bourbon Bowl, <laughs> and they all go nuts like Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> What's the? <laughs> Guys, remember when Bobby Boucher came back at halftime and took the Bud Dogs to the Bourbon Bowl? Bobby! (laughs) Bud Dogs, Bud Dogs, Bud Dogs, Bud Dogs. What about the the scene at the end when his dad finally shows up? He's like, hey, Bobby, it's me, your daddy. He's like bent over his eyes or like he's always pushing his <laughs> eyes to the top of his head. He's like, I wanna I'm gonna be your agent. We go to NFL, boy. And then the <laughs> mom just comes in and lays him out. He's like, uh oh. Yeah. And he tackles tackles him and knocks him out. It is so hard. <laughs> very, Another very, great Adam Sandler movie. Dude, he was just underrated. here. He was here last night. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw a couple people I knew went to the show. Did you see who he brought with him? He brought yeah, I think Rob Schneider, Kevin James, Kevin too. James. <laughs> yeah. And I there think was another had, com- comic too. I forgot his name. I think David Spade was with him. Oh man, I know. I saw people were going, and I'm like, man, that actually would have been a hell of a show to go to. What he? I've never really seen his actual stand up, so I'm curious to see it. I know he mixes music in with it. He does like mm-hmm. the Hanukkah song and stuff, but he made that song about Chris Farley. I don't know if you've ever seen yeah. it. Yeah, it's pretty sad. I do. It's actually, it's a good song, though. It's like, I want I'd Debbie yeah. Sweeney to see live. Did you see what he was wearing on the stage, though? Like, <laughs> No, I didn't see he, it. Like, he's just wearing like a, it was, I don't know if it was like a button-down or a, like a polo, but like basketball shorts, basketball shoes. <laughs> you know, he, he dresses like that, like really like a bum. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's the only thing. That's my only <laughs> It was so funny. <laughs> like, it's, I don't get it. And then they'll show him at, like, dinner parties with other celebrities, and he's wearing the same outfit. Like, why are you yeah. dressing like that? I mean, you have all that money. Like, I, I kind of, I, I, don't, I don't mind it just because, like, he just doesn't care. That's just how he is. He's, but the only, the, the, the only reason I saw that, who was with him because I followed Dave Coulier on Instagram and he w- he went to the show and got like backstage with all those guys taking pictures. No shit. Good old Uncle Joey. He, uh, I, uh, what do you call it? I saw him when I was looking, help my sister look for houses. We were looking in the same subdivision. He bought like over two acres of land on Lake St. Clair. And, yeah. Um, yeah it ended up getting shut down because the house, they had to blade it and then he's got to get it all zoned by the city. But when I drove by, he was out there um, like doing yard work. He was cutting the grass on a riding mower. Yeah. He, he used to post. I remember I seen him post like, you know, clearing the land and shit. And then, yeah, you told me about like, they shut him down, which is ridiculous. 
it's something he's got to get like rezoned with the city because the old house that was there was like an old dilapidated lake house. So he had to break it down to the basement and he's redoing it. I mean, he's got the money to do it, but it's just funny because like that, yeah. we, that guy was part of our childhood. Everybody watched Full House. And then you oh, see yeah. him around, you're like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Great, great character too, Uncle Joey. Cut, cut it up. Yeah, he was probably the funniest on that show. Uh, moving on, Full Swing, episode number eight. I know we were supposed to touch on it last week. We didn't. Um, you want to just time box this to like five minutes or ten minutes because there's one more thing we better go over. Yeah. Take I'm, longer. My my take on the episode isn't really crazy anyway. Um, I mean, I thought it was a, it was a good ending the way they put all the episodes together to end with, you know, your last episode is going over the biggest guy that's pretty much opposed to live. I mean, he's the second biggest brand ambassador for the PGA besides Tiger Woods, Roy McElroy. I, yeah. it, it wasn't my favorite episode. I didn't enjoy it as much as the others. I thought it was, it was good insight again as to what it's like. And you get to see firsthand from one of the top guys what the attitude towards live is like. I was laughing at that scene where he's laying on that massage bed and Phil, it was like Phil Mickelson was on the TV or something. And Rory yeah. says, Oh, there's Phil. Fuck you, Phil. Like that's all he says. <laughs> yeah. and laughing. Cause you never picture Rory McIlroy talking like that. Cause he's always clean cut and everything. Um, yeah. That's what I was saying too. Like that was like my one thing I was going to mention. I can't, I, I couldn't believe like they, he actually said that one and then actually put it in the <laughs> the episode. I was like, whoa. One well, for me, that's Rory. like, he knows he's being filmed too. And you know, those guys, yeah. if, if they did or said something on camera, you know, they have the power to go to the people and say, listen, I don't want that on there. Um, right. So right. to me, that was like a really, in a way for him, it was like a really public message to get that out there that yeah he does not like phil mickelson he does not like live which i i mean i know i've expressed my opinion on it i do think it's a little silly but phil mickelson got the upper hand at the the masters this year rory unfortunately yeah missed the cut and then got fined three million i think for missing rbc heritage or skipping it three million he signed that he signed that deal to play all this you know a certain number of events or certain events so I sent that article. He was fine. Like I want to say it was three million for just skipping, but I'm sure he's good for it. You know, probably makes that in about a week with a tailor-made deal or something. He's probably it's briefcase full of IOUs, like Dumb and Dumber. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I was surprised it was that high. But the thing is, is he had to know that going into it. So that goes to show you how comfortable he is just not showing up and losing three million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have anything else. I mean, on the on the full swing episode, I thought it was I didn't I, I didn't mind it. It was the finale, so they kind of saved Rory till the end. They touched on Tiger a little bit uh at St. Andrews when he played really bad. And then um the ending of that tournament was pretty exciting too, as well as the tour championship, I think it was Scotty blowing his uh, initial ten-stroke lead um, at the end to Rory, and I, I don't know how I, 
I remember I remember that tournament. It just, just seems so long ago. Where um yeah, Scotty was choking down the down the stretch, eventually lost by one. Well, but I, I liked it. Yeah, I mean yeah, I guess I forgot to mention those parts of it. But yeah, I mean that it, it I'm glad they at least showed all that cuz I I in the beginning I thought it was going to be more just about Rory and the trials and tribulations cuz I do like Rory as a golfer. But I thought it, there was just going to be more and more live stuff, which I mean it was, but at the same time I'm glad they showed all that other stuff cuz I forgot he had a 10 stroke lead and he blew it. That's a huge yeah, that's, lead. Uh, yeah, it goes by uh your rank. Your world rank at the, the the tour the tour championship I think is it the tour the last one right yeah I should know that it is yeah so yeah excited for uh, the next season which should be about this uh, the twenty twenty three season so it'd be cool obviously there won't be that many guys but the the next Masters episode should be interesting with the live guys coming back and playing and then I'm sure they'll do something on Phil for taking what third or third or second or whatever he took. I feel like you're going to have to, you're going to have to at this point. I mean, for all this to happen, I mean, they already did Brooks. I mean, you have all the other guys who left Brooks was probably the biggest draw for live as far as full swing goes, as far as, you know, big play, big name players that went, but now, you mix somebody in like Phil Mickelson who just took a ton of shit is taking shit from Rory. And then I don't know where he's taking third at the masters. Like, I mean, I feel like it's a pretty much shoe in. Yeah. Um, last fourth and final topic. I guess we had more than four, but uh, fourth on the list here is we were able to get out and play some golf this past week and weekend. However, we were bamboozled with the weather. We got a got spoiled last week with the 80 degree days in the 70s. Not going to lie, I made a rookie mistake and I thought, you know, it'd finally be warming up a little bit. I, I didn't think we'd get the 80s consistently in April, but you know, I was thinking maybe, you know, it'll stay around the 60s, touch 70s a little bit heading into May. But um, of course not. Monday morning, snow throughout the day, cold, grays back. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll check picking on the weather. But you played a little bit of golf this week, the weekend. How'd that go? Where'd you play? How'd you do? All that jazz. All right. So I got lucky. I got invited to play around. On Friday, I played at uh, Plumbrook, which uh, I played there one time before, but it's been years, and uh, my skill level was a lot different then. So got to play there. It was a beautiful day. I was sweating my ass off. Um, it was rough in the beginning. A lot of, lot of slices to start, and then probably about the 11th hole, Went from the slice, shorten shorten my uh, my distance from the ball, a little more weight on the front foot, cupped that back uh, so it would be my right hand more, and uh, went from a slice to pretty much a straight drive now. Um, there was a couple holes where we, 
looked with the rangefinder. I hit it about 275, one hill, hole downhill. I was 285. It was downhill. I will say that. But that's like a huge jump for me because you saw me before. I was driving like 220 yards with a slice. That was miserable. Um, I'm not doing that every time, but it was a, it was a good way to finish. And then lucky enough too, got to play on Saturday over at Fern Hill. And yeah, that's, that's, a, rough, yeah. that's a rough one. Man. <laughs> Talk about uh, no fairway shots at, at every angle is terrible. So How was Fern Hill after all that rain, it was dry. I was surprised. I thought it was really? going to be, yeah, I thought it was going to be terrible. It was completely dry. There was a few holes once you get back by the river, or if you got in like the backside of the green, it was a little sloppy. But other than that, the whole course was dry. Um, the greens were really, really soft. So it was, I mean, it was tough putting in the beginning. You had to really adjust. But, I mean, it's still early in the season. Give it time. That place will look like the moon surface here soon. <laughs> Um, and Fernhill, that's a, that's a course, man. That's a budget course. Yeah. Nothing, I mean, I'll, I'll play it, but it's like a, Hey, you want to golf today? Yeah. Okay. It's already, it's already 10 o'clock. What's, what's available? Fernhill, baby. Fernhill's got a few spots open. Yeah. They'll it's... pack, they'll pack as many people as they can in there. I'll tell you that. It, it, it thankfully it wasn't it wasn't bad i mean surprising it was i mean they had a lot of people but everybody was moving good they staggered the times right usually that's not the case there they're like maple lane and they just stack everybody up and tell them to wait in line um yeah but, that's true they actually do take tea times and stick to them it's not a free-for-all yeah it, it, it really was not bad so that day i mean i was hitting my driver really well again uh light light baby fade um same thing there was a couple holes i did it again i hit it about 270 to 275 yards other than that i was probably in the 260 range but finally like keeping keeping it in the fairway or just off the side of the fairway where it's not terrible to hit from so it wasn't bad i'm just uh i'm hitting my iron straight but everything's fat so that's where my my Hold up is right now. I got to correct that, but one thing at a time. So I can't complain. Nice man. I had a. I played as well, but did <laughs> the one hole at the one hole at Fern Hill that gets me every time is the one. It's on the front. I might be let's see one two three one two is it the one with the massive tree in the fairway yeah it's like four or five and it's got yeah literally just a huge tree right right in the middle of the fairway and then the greens also like tucked inside the woods to the back like to the right it should (laughs) be a par six it's a par five if you if you miss anywhere right you have to lay up and then hit on the green but like even if you're in the middle of the fairway you have a literally like a I don't know, a hickory tree or something right in the middle. I don't know what kind of tree it is, but you know what I mean? But still- I always thought that was kind of a fun, just an interesting, an interesting hole. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll put one right here. By the way, we're going to leave this tree right in the middle of the fairway for you. Oh, I feel like there's probably people that complain they were going to cut it down, but no, you can't cut that down. <laughs> you know how old that tree is? Like one of those situations. Uh, 
Yeah. I don't know. It's not it's not the worst course, it's not the best course, but kind of gimmicky some of the holes. But I played um yeah. Yeah, I agree. The last time I played there was was actually me, you and Max went and then we were about to tee off and it immediately started pouring rain outside. We were parked underneath that yeah, tree that's where, drinking. That's yeah, when you opened the back of your truck and the Pyrex bowl fell out and shattered everywhere. <laughs> you said you were going to tell on me because it was my mom's Pyrex bowl. Tell your bowl. mom. <laughs> I'm going to tell her this year. Remember that one Pyrex bowl you're missing? No, she still hasn't noticed. Yeah, it's in Fern Hills parking lot right now. She's got so <laughs> many Pyrex bowls. She's got so many Pyrex bowls. Like she's not. There's no way. The funny thing is, she'll notice like two years later. Funny thing is, but at that point, it's so mute, you're like but, ten years down the road and be like, hey, by the way, Jake broke one of your Pyrex bowls in the parking lot of Fern Hill one day. <laughs> Jacob. Oh, and she'll actually yeah, get she pissed too. <laughs> you, you left that glass. I could have gotten somebody's feet. What if somebody was walking the dog? Oh. She'll think of every situation possible of how I could have hurt somebody just oh, because man. that happened. Yeah, that was it. But you played a little bit. Yeah, this yeah. I, I wanted to get out during the week, but it's just so busy uh, with the high school season going on. So luckily, our golf league, Sunday, Sunday Scramble Golf League started up uh, this Sunday. And I had a sub there this weekend with my old partner Cam, who has guest guest appear had a guest appearance on the podcast uh, once or twice. And yeah, we uh, got the band back together for another round of Sunday morning golf. Played okay. I think we were actually four over, but you know, it was, it was my first round of the year. I think Cam might have played once or twice before that, but it was just nice. Like I. It is what it is with the with the scoring, but we uh, I don't know. I just enjoyed being out, and it was actually like hot in April to play golf, and it was a beautiful morning. We beat the rain barely. Um, we were literally finishing up shaking hands with the other group on eighteen as the storm as part as like a cell came in for like five minutes. It started pouring rain on us driving back to the parking lot, throwing clubs in the car, um, running into the clubhouse to get out of the rain. (laughs) It was was funny, and then it cleared up for a minute. But, yeah, luckily luckily the rain held out for us for uh, the entire round, essentially. But, yeah, as far as you played. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Heather Hills and Romeo. That's That's a really nice course, actually. I like playing there. It's an interesting drive to get back there because you're once you get off, it's like thirty-seven mile road, and get back in there, it's like one lane dirt roads all the way to the course. Kind of fun, but it's you, you wouldn't even think. It feels like you're just up north somewhere in, in the woods. It's a cool drive, but interesting. It's a yeah nice feeling. Yeah, driving with the windows down because it was still warm out. Enjoying, enjoying some coffee on the way there. Yeah, it was a good time. Nice course, too. I We played there last year. I'd play there again for sure. But um, me and you have never played there no. before, right? I can't. I always mix up my courses. No, we didn't play there. Um, I will, though. We should go back. The um, I'll do it. 
Yeah, it's Book It. The as far as the golf itself, it was okay. Um, got the new driver and everything up and running. Had some time at the range with it, but hitting that okay. Honestly, the biggest thing for me was I think you're gonna you're gonna see a lot a lot of improvement from my irons this year. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, really. How so? Hitting them really well, pure, not really like duffing anything or like having anything like kind of leak out anywhere. It's either like a straight miss left or right, but they go straight, and it's not like dramatic or anything. I don't think, honestly, I, me me or Cam didn't lose one ball the whole round, which is insane. You guys were dialed in. I know you're four over, but it sounds like you you guys were at least dialed in with the club. Yeah, we hit some pretty good shots. I. I had the, uh, there was one shot I hit with my three iron, probably one of the purest shots I've ever had. It felt, felt, felt no, really wasn't good even there. And then, yeah, there's honestly the approach shots too, for me, it's been kind of thorn in my side for years, like anywhere from like a hundred and in or one fifty to a hundred or 150 yeah like the approach shots that are like 150 or in i would say or the some of the things i struggled with hitting the greens from there and being able to get up and down so yeah the par threes were pretty good with the irons and yeah i'm expecting expecting a good year from the from the boys excited i'm excited for it Sad I missed the three iron <laughs> shot though. Told you I wanted to be there I'm for sure that you'll first be able shot. To see plenty more this year. Give me a good. I'm How far do you hit that thing? Um, it's over. It's over. Probably over two hundred twenty yards. Damn. I can get my well. It's probably like two twenty to two two thirty ish. If I get it right. But I can hit a th- Hell I yeah. can, if I get if I get a hold of a four iron, that's usually my max on a four iron is like two hundred ten yards. So you go up to a three, add like 10, okay. 10, 15 yards, depending on you know, the lie and everything. But yeah, I can I can get a hold of it. Three wood. If I get a hold of a three wood, that's probably going about two fifty max. Sometimes I hit my three wood better than my driver, so it's it's an issue. Well, I've seen you pull it out of the bag over the driver sometimes. Yeah, the, the biggest thing, too, is I went to the range on Saturday evening and um, got there kind of late. It was about 7, 7.30. So I bought, well, I got a bu- like one large bucket and a small because so I wasn't sure how much time I'd have or if I'd be able to go through a bucket and go back and buy one before they, they closed down. But yeah, I was kind of racing, racing against the darkness. After a while, I had like bought a about three quarters of a large bucket still to go, and it was getting dark. So that then uh, it was tough to see some of the shots. But the biggest thing I worked on, my point was, I uh, the, the tempo. My tempo is like I would rush. I feel like I would get back in my backswing and then rush the downswing, but I kind of tell myself to slow it down a little bit and also 
you mentioned it too, like iron shots, getting more weight on your front side. That's probably the biggest thing that I've done. I don't know. I feel like I would try to use everything I have to hit some of the shots and then it would just go, go south. But I, I, I focused on some tempo during the, during the round and honestly hit them better than I ever have. So it felt good. I feel, I feel like that's the best way anyway. Cause I feel like all the problems come from when you overswing it. You know, that's that's the biggest thing. Yeah, you're like tensed up and you try to smack one and you either take a chunk out of the earth or shank it. It's yeah, it's the worst. But it's yeah, it's, yeah, not it's so fun. it's just so crazy no, too. Last thing is like if you slow your tempo down, it feels like you're swinging so much like softer or slower. But you actually hit it either the same or if not farther than what you would do if you try to like ramp it up and and try to crank one which is weird you're getting that yeah. pure connection yeah so i'm gonna keep working on that this year and see see what it does for me shave a few off the handicap and uh try to get on that corn fairy tour maybe <laughs> it's not gonna help me none gonna be a rough summer for me if he starts figuring this out you get, no, i might you have to take a few lessons anyway so it's gonna help you <laughs> yeah but. it is true you're literally <laughs> the sole person that taught me how to call <laughs> yeah i gotta yeah you'll have to help me with that then because everything else I, I can hit well but as soon as that uh as soon as the irons come out yeah divot fat nice uh contact i would say because they're flying straight at least but i'm i know it's not pure yeah right now we're gonna get to that situation where we're both gonna get can do a funk where we can't hit a ball at all and then you're gonna be playing well and then i'm playing shitty or vice versa and we're both gonna like not not talk and be very pissed not know what to say like it's all right it's all right bro don't worry about it and it's gonna it's be kind of like it's always the too, worst like riding too. the cart. Like you're you're kind of you're kind of very. <laughs> you're kind of <laughs> but back to my point. Um, yeah, it's gonna be like that uh, awkward thing where like you're very <laughs> you feel good about playing, and then I'm I'm pissed because I can't hit a ball straight, or vice versa. Like I said. No, you're right though, because it usually is awkward. Because it's like deep down, we're still having a good time because the boys are out, we're golfing, you know, hanging out, having fun. And then one person's doing absolutely terrible, and the other one's doing good. And then I feel like it's usually me, just because I get overly excited because I'm that much worse than you. So when I am doing somewhat decent, I'm like, I want to talk about it. But then I also know you're pissed because you're also staring straight forward. And there's also music yeah. playing in the background too, and it's always Todd like Rudd. Really like, Todd ah, Rudd, yes. Bang on, bang on my drum all day. He's always cranking in the background. Worst yeah. possible. Or my Sharona to too. It's like the two songs that'll just oh, <laughs> makes the whole situation oh. that much worse. Ooh. <laughs> Still the best was a couple years ago when we played for my birthday the one year at, at Pine Valley, me, you, Max, and Jason. <laughs> I don't know whose idea it was, but you and Jason teaming up together. And then <laughs> you 
you're you're down already in like the, the fourth hole and then my sharona is cranking you're trying <laughs> you tee off and you go how the hell am i supposed to tee off with my sharona in the background <laughs> <laughs> It was true too, because the funny thing was is me and Jason did that because we played the first hole actually pretty mm-hmm. well, and like I think each I he, I parred and or he parred and I bogeyed, but we all hit like good shots. And then Jason said something like about playing, and then I'm not scared of Brad and that other guy. We could take him. <laughs> then immediately, like three holes later, we're already down like five strokes. And <laughs> So now we're teeing off. We both shank our drives, and Jay, I t- shank my dr- drive, and Jason's mad at me because he <laughs> shanked his first. He's like, "What the hell, Jake? How am I supposed to tee off with my Sharona blasting in the background?" That was a fun round, man. We should do that again. That was a good time. Half of them, I mean, besides the pool, all other good times are had on the golf course. Yeah, it's I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. That's why we did this. That's why we started this started this company and this brand, whatever you want to call it. All thanks to Jimmy Buffett and, and his hit song, Boat Drinks. Just trying to be like him. Except the golf version. It's if we would have never started golfing during COVID and both like Jimmy Buffett and coincidentally both said cart drinks at the same time to that song, this never would have started. And tell the tell the old grandkids that one, huh? Oh, one day. Yeah, so me and Brad were really into liquor and golf <laughs> back in 2019. <laughs> oh. Here we are. Look at yeah, us. Look at us. Got a, got someone sponsoring the show, too. And we got hats coming a long way. Yeah. Yeah, we are. The hats uh, should be uh, should be getting some photos this week. Yeah, so. they're getting glamour shots. So keep waiting on Deb. I gotta take them to Lakeside <laughs> Mall this week. Damn it, I forgot about always that. something. Babies are finally ready though. This brand's taken off. Got some new followers. We're sponsored now. Who yeah, don't thought? try to jump on board now too. Now, now that we're making it big, because we're not we're not we're not gonna play that. Yeah. Don't ask us to follow you and promote your crypto page either. Enough of that. All right. Fritz von Stauffenberg, 89, from Belarus. Oh. All right, anything else you got? No. Just excited. Hat drop this week. Sponsored. Liquid IV, baby. Coke Go hydrate. LiquidIV.com. Fire it up. Get hydrated. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. People collapse from dehydration all the time. Might as well do it right. If you're going to do it right, get the discount. Why pay full price? That's what we're here for. Hats coming this week, ready to go. That'll do it. Car Trinks episode number 38. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.